Welcome to the latest episode of The Player's Voice, where this week we were joined by Dublin's Kieran Kilkenny. My name is Alan O'Mara. I'm the host of this podcast, a former Cavan goalkeeper, and a performance and well-being consultant with sports and business leaders around the world. During our chat, Kieran talks about life as a teacher, setting up a yoga business, and the importance of trying new things. He chats about his search for sport life balance and lessons learned from pushing himself too hard. Kieran also looks back on the high of recapturing the Sam Maguire this year and opens up on the mental and emotional challenges that came with being out of the starting team for some big championship games. The Player's Voice is brought to you by the Gaelic Players Association in collaboration with Real Talks. The podcast series is part of Bio360, a GPA programme that empowers inter-county players across four key areas, life skills, well-being, dual career and transitions. Please go to bio360.gaelicplayers.com to learn more. Kieran Kilkenny, you're very welcome to The Player's Voice. How are you? I'm all good now, all good. Uh, Friday here in, in Dublin, so excited for the weekend. And it was a busy week, so uh, yeah, delighted to be free now, free bird now for the weekend, just relax, chill out, um, and enjoy, I suppose, what's to come. Yeah, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. And I know, I know you're busy, I know at work uh, and different things going on with your life that will come to now. Um, but I suppose just in terms of life at the minute, what's kind of on your calendar? What's filling up the hours? What's kind of what's happening in your life now? Yeah, um, it's a very busy, busy time of the year, I suppose. For, for me, you think when football's over, you free up a little bit, but it's not the case. Um, I'll briefly, I suppose, bring you through the week that I've, that I've had on Monday. Um, I would have had school and uh, we actually had a challenge. I'm um, managing the coming of months goal team with a, a man from Cavan called from Coo Hill, Dermot Connolly. So the two of us are looking after our coming of months goal team. We had a match on Monday in school, Grania, a school in the locality. So that's a lot, lots of excitement. It's a great buzz, um, you know, to be involved with the team because you've built relationships with the kids, haven't taught them and uh, seen them around the school. Then, I was actually very fortunate. Um, I run health and wellbeing camps after skills on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I do that on a Tuesday and a Thursday. And then based off that, I suppose my experience with yoga, I was asked to come in and do um, two guest lectures in Marino College. So after the match on Monday, I was straight out to Marino to do a lecture from four to six. Um, and that was that. And then on Tuesdays and Thursday, I had my health and wellbeing club. Um, I do some grinds off Squag as well and um, you have lots of other things going on at the moment as well and then just trying to get to the gym and I suppose have time for yourself then as well is is important um, and then on Monday and Tuesday there's two yoga classes for adults and there's one for um, children on a Monday then as well but I'm very fortunate with a couple of really good teachers that, that help me out so very busy week um, lots going on um, but a couple of nice trips coming up and fortunate enough that I'm going to the quarterfinals next week so I'm really excited about that and I think that's really important after the, the year is finished that you do a couple of nice things or nice trips just to kind of rejuvenate refresh reset um, and then it allows you to I suppose refocus for the year ahead in terms of drive motivation and um, discipline and um, I think it's really really important to have that release to just reset again. Yeah, brilliant. It sounds like, um, like as I'm listening to you there, like, so for anyone that doesn't know, Kieran, like, kind of your bread and butter day to day, you're a school teacher, right? Yeah, no, I teach, I, I have a lovely, uh, I teach in St. Benedict's and Ongar. It's five or six minutes up the road where we've over 600 pupils in the school. Um, and I teach fourth class, lovely fourth class. This is our fifth week back in school. And, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing. Like each child is different. Um, you know, come from different backgrounds have different strengths different skills and kind of after the first three or four weeks you're just really getting to know them and they're getting to know you and your quirks as well and what you like to do in the classroom so I can safely say that we all know each other now and and we've settled in settled in with each other and um we're I suppose as a school and the children we're all really excited about the next I suppose season which is not season, but kind of, I suppose, Halloween is the next big thing coming up. So they're all talking about what kind of costumes they're going to be wearing and stuff like that and what they're going to do on their midterm break. So 
it's coming up to you know a fun time of year for the kids and the skill what's mr kilkenny gonna be dressing up as <laughs> oh i don't know i dressed up as a scary granddad last year and i uh, i think i scared it was one of those with the kind of blood all over your face and stuff like that so i made sure not to go down to junior infants or senior infants because um i had a walking stick with me as well and one of my dad's old blazers um but uh yeah there's big pressure on the teachers to kind of dress up when it comes to the day and i suppose that's all part and parcel that you have to take part and the kids really enjoy when they see you know their teacher acting goofy or funny so it's a bit of crack i suppose yeah with the teaching here on as well like what what kind of what drew you to that profession, first of all, like in terms of, I don't like, let's say sometimes there's a stereotype of like, oh, a GA player becomes a teacher because it's handy hours and holidays. I'm sure you've heard that stuff and it bounces yeah. around all the time. And if that's, it, it sounds like that's not the case for you, but um, what kind of drew you to, I suppose, that profession first and foremost in terms of a career and like your, your lifestyle? Yeah. Um, I went to a school called School Oliver, it was a grad school and I'd, you know, a couple of teachers that were massive role models to me, um, one from Kerry, Corho, Brusnikon, Anton McClary from Lockroyman. And they had big influences on me from the sporting side of things. And then e even from an academic point of view and, you know, um, both proud Irish men that believed a lot in, in our, I suppose, traditions and cultures. And they would have instilled that in me. Um, so I actually went to Australia, but my dad had always kind of encouraged me to go down that route. And I've been involved in a lot of coaching then as well. and. Come here, it's great having, I suppose, a positive influence on kids and trying to be a role model for them and kind of help them along in their journey and help them learn and grow themselves. And even from a sporting and an Irish language point of view to try and, I suppose, each teacher is different, but I suppose imparting things that you love and care about as well on them is really, really important. Um, and then the social side of it, like you're 30, 30, well, at the moment this year, I've, I've quite a small class in comparison to other years. I've only 24 in the class, but each each personality is different. Each personality is unique. Everyone learns at different times. It's strengths and some are good at art, some are good at music, some are good at sport. And it's just trying to empower them to, you know, recognize their strengths, but also then areas that they need to grow on themselves and tell them it's okay, it's fine. We all learn at different, different stages. And then, you know, it's a really, I suppose, positive environment then in the school. Like, you know, everyone's working towards the same, I suppose, same goal. And it's like a small family, a small community, and we all get on really well. And all the different events that go, out, go on throughout the year, it's like there's so much excitement around the school. And then we're very lucky that our principal, um, Park Flesk, is, and our vice principal, Fiona Connor, are brilliant. They, they really encourage extracurricular activities in the school. So we have football, hurling, soccer, basketball, chess, um, we have so many different things going on in the skills, so um, it's a really good environment to be involved in. That sounds brilliant. And then, like on the extracurricular side of things, I know you mentioned earlier the like putting on the old Bonister bib to 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 hoard together to come in one school teams and get them out there. Um, and then you said something. Did you mention the health and well-being camps as well, Kieran? Is that through the school, or is that is that a separate thing, like outside of your school? Yeah, it's kind of a separate thing that that I would do. It's um, it's essentially a four week block on a Tuesday and a Thursday after school, and you try and I suppose expose the children to as much different teams as possible. So say the first week you might put um, an emphasis on athletics, like so just I suppose learning to run, jump, uh, jump over hurdles, single leg, double leg jump, cyber jumps, all that kind of stuff. Expose exposing them to how to run, jump, all that things properly. And then you incorporate it with games and stuff like that throughout the first week, different types of games. You might even do, you know, javelin, shot put, um, all different types of athletics. Then the second week, you kind of more games and then you might do a small element of strength conditioning. Third week, you do yoga and mindfulness, which is, you know, it's it's amazing to see them, the children be exposed to something like that then as well in terms of a movement point of view, but also understanding their breath and understanding to be a little bit more mindful and then the last week I suppose you have to do a bit of GA with them then as well so uh, do the GA with them on the last week so it's something you kind of do you might do three three or four times a year maybe and, and the kids really enjoy it because you're exposing them to as much sports as possible some might be really good at uni hockey others might be good at basketball others might be good at hula hooping like you know you expose them to as much as possible and just them exercising the benefit, they're smiling, they're laughing, they're making friends. You know, it's really, really important and they enjoy it. So when you see them enjoying it, like it's it's worthwhile doing. Um, and then from the coming to one school side of things, uh, 
Oh, it's so exciting. Like you just, just that competitiveness doesn't leave you. Like, you know, it's, we're, tra we train the lads on a Tuesday and a Thursday uh, before school, school starts at nine. So we train them at kind of eight o'clock in the morning. Um, and you know, it's so interesting. I've been involved with teams all down through the years, but at that level, it's so interesting and you can actually see their improvement so much. Um, with some coaching, like, so it's great to see them on their journey and how they pick things up and they're, unbelievable listeners then as well they're like sponges so and um, we're into the quarterfinal um which is next thursday we have a challenge match against my old primary school on monday just to sharpen us up before the quarterfinal so it's going to be a, a great week next week were you surprised to find that like something like that Kieran kind of gets your kind of competitive juices tickled up or fired up or just kind of you know i suppose lighten up that part of you just in maybe a different way during a different time of the year when maybe it could be dormant or switched off yeah like i had last year and um, i suppose i was um looking after the team with a, a fellow teacher mr downs and i learned a lot from him and um, being involved with him and um, he would have played for the phoenix senior football team for years um but you know i'd be quite calm watching matches when i'm not involved in them and I, like i wouldn't you know I'd be quite calm and observing watching matches, but like, you know, when you're, you know, these lads and the skills so well, and you've such a strong relationship and rapport with them and you, I suppose, coach them twice a week, you develop a bit of a strong passion for the team and the group. So, um, you know, the adrenaline will be pumping on the line. Like, you know, we, we got through to the quarterfinal, but one of the games we were, we were two points up uh, and the opposition had a free, um, just in front of the goals. They went for a goal. The ball came out and they blasted on the top of the net and we lost by a point. I think he'd be devastated, like, but um it's great. Like the coming one school competition is incredible. And I suppose it's probably important to touch on um Tom Fitzpatrick, who recently just passed away. He would have Tom would have been a massive influence for me in college. He encouraged me to look after the the ladies' football team, the men's football team as a player manager and the hurling team. And I suppose he really instilled a graph for Gaelic games and everything Irish really in in St. Patrick's and Conjure and that's where I learned um I did my beat my undergraduate and my postgraduate then as well so um but he'd be delighted to see uh, I suppose the teachers going out that given their time to be involved with teams so it's brilliant yeah because I, I would have come across Tom a couple of times as well Karen just either from a competitive point of view or being on the other side of it and I think different like schools and colleges to have figures like that that are really to kind of embrace responsibility of passing it forward, you know, and kind of lighten that torch for other people to kind of take on their own journey and like the legacy of that. And someone like Tom, who has done that for hundreds, if not thousands of people who are all off in schools and communities in different places. And it sounds like you're someone who is quite comfortable and quite happy to kind of take that on and then kind of try and be a good positive figure in different environments as well then, is it? Yeah, like he just, like that was the beauty of Pats from Condra was, it was the players that it was the students that ran the teams like so it was nearly like an apprenticeship for the mm. students who were going out as teachers to look after the teams but then to go back to their own community or their own school and then i suppose coach or manage teams then in their own community like and it was it was all part and parcel of teaching and coaching very similar in a way and he would have been the figurehead and paths there to encourage people to look after teams and he had a lovely way about him. And, you know, it's actually, it's an energizing thing to, to, I suppose, one of, one of the kids in, for example, I would have taught in four class. He, he started playing. So he started training with the, the school last year. And then halfway through the year, then he told me he joined the local club, which was Aaron Gabra. And to see him join a club and he's improved so much in the space of a year. He he's playing midfield. He say he would have been on the panel last year and now he's starting midfield and he's playing brilliantly. So to see that's quite inspiring and it actually shows you the influence that you can have in these kids. So um if you can influence one one kid to join a football team and enjoy it and make friends like that, that's enough. Like, you know. No, nah, it's brilliant. Like, and that's I'm sure. I suppose, do you find that kind of similarity between like your teaching philosophy, your coaching philosophy, the idea of trying to, you know, push people forward and to accelerate like that development or that growth in academics and sport? Do you find that there's, it's kind of complementary for your own kind of values and style in terms of like your day-to-day -day working life? 
yeah, like you encourage them to like encourage them to get involved in anything really like, you know, you can see the benefits it is for anyone to get involved with a team, whether it's football, hurling, soccer, basketball, whatever it is. If you can see that they're, I suppose, they enjoy it, um, that they're, I suppose, somewhat athletic and they enjoy it or it doesn't matter if they're athletic in the first place, but if they enjoy it first and foremost, encourage, I would encourage them then to get involved with a team because it can help them grow and the skills that you learn from sport can help you in your career going forward then as well and it doesn't necessarily need to be sport like you can join a dance team you can join a jiu-jitsu team you can join a singing team you can enjoy any type of i suppose hobby or activity but it's just having that hobby or avenue outside of school or outside of family that you can go out and express yourself in a different way and you know that's the start of the year i say i try and say to the kids like look we all have our own talents, but I'd really encourage everyone to try new things because you'll 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 never realize what you'll end up enjoying or liking or the people the people that you might meet if you actually try different things. So that's kind of one thing that I try and encourage them to, at the start of the year is just to be open to try new things, and you never know what will happen. Like, no, I think that's like it's such a good point from like you know a growth mindset perspective and a personal development perspective, kind of pushing the edge of your your personality and what you do and maybe not always falling back into the thing you know you're good at um and it sounds like even when you talked to me through your schedule earlier there Kieran, as well that like as the season winds down from club and county perspective that like are you someone that purposefully kind of fills those blocks of time in with maybe other things that are doing that for you like if it's something different to the year before or maybe you have a couple of things you come back to like it, just when you went through the week like that it sounds like you kind of are like patching in some certain things that are going to do different things for you as a person in terms of your day-to-day week-to-week life like did I did I pick that up right? Yeah like I'm kind of a person out I don't like having free time and um, I quite, quite get quite uneasy with free time um, and I suppose it, it leads you to the chance that you could be possibly doing things that aren't good for you then as well like you know what I mean so um, for me I need to have somewhat um, a busy calendar just that I you know I get a great buzz out of meeting people doing different things and doing a, a variety of different things like of um, lots of really exciting things coming up um, you know um I'm in talks with um doing a retreat with um you know a friend of mine Alan Kearns who you'd know so that's something else that's coming up soon that we could potentially be doing that's really exciting um going to uh American football college football match um I've been to a few NFL games before I love going mm. to America but I've never experienced a college football match so when you have it's all wild. these yeah <laughs> when you have all, yeah. <laughs> So when you have all these little small things to look forward to, then you could you can really work really, really hard then in your week with all these other different things that you're going on. And you can go to the gym, work hard in the gym. You can go, you know, you have targets to strive towards then. So when you actually work really, really hard, um, then you have these things to look forward to. And it's an element that I do in terms of the yoga stuff is um, like I an element of what the, businesses is we go out to say a group or a team and you might do a yoga session with them but you might do a small talk with them just around flow like and when you look at flow like flows four stages like you have your struggle phase and then you have when you're in your struggle phase you're just plodding along might be working hard but you need that release to get back into your flow like so it's like if you're going at the same pace all the time you're not going to go upwards in that curve you need that release to just reset refocus yourself that allows you to go back and be at your best and be at your optimum so um that's what i firmly believe that if i want to go playing football next year i need to have a couple of nice trips um you know do other things to stimulate me and then that actually it allows you to appreciate the position you're in you're in to train and be fit and be healthy and perform for your club or your county and like you know you put everything into your sport and your craft but you do need to come down to go back up again mm-hmm. and that's why we've <laughs> a couple of nice things to look forward to and my sister's coming home from uh, australia she's lived there for the last 10 years so she's come home in december um I have two young nephews now as well. One of them's getting christened. So there's lots of things to look forward to. So um, I suppose that's what life's all about is having things to look forward to. And thankfully you have a few things to look forward to now over the next few weeks. Yeah. 
yeah, like the idea of that kind of, you know, say like the off season or such, Karen, and people like, and the importance of taking a break, which I know I spoke to, we spoke recently, I, t- I was actually talking to Lauren McGee a couple of weeks ago and kind of she needed, like she went away traveling, say for 10 weeks. And that is one way to get a break, you know. And then for other people, you know, I just want a bit of time to myself to watch a bit of TV or movies and kind of or read and kind of that kind of, that sense of sitting still or just really switching off. But I suppose what you're saying there as well is like another way of doing it is kind of trying to, like almost like, like widening your perspective, but like kind of challenging yourself and more kind of, smaller fun kind of ways that may bring around flow but that there's a bit of there's a sense that you're trying to like add to yourself or going back to what you talked about with the kids even maybe like trying new things for yourself too like is that kind of what you're getting at there yeah it, it's like you you know sport is so important but at the end at the end of the day it's a hobby it's it's i'm very fortunate that i've been able to play from my county which is something i've dreamt about since i've been a young kid but um you have to develop yourself in other ways and over the last year too um you know i've tried to like last year put myself out there went to bali for four weeks to learn how to be a yoga teacher and since then um set up a small community here and um, starting to do small elements of, of lecturing summer camps health and wellness camps and um, you know i just love trying to I suppose do things that kind of int- people are socializing they're feeling good they're feeling well and um, like the yoga elements like the community that, that was set up it's people have made friends since then like um, it's an opportunity for people in their day to give an hour for themselves to just relax and reset to help them wellness camps the kids are exposed to sport and you can see them develop interest in sport subsequently which is you know very rewarding for me and um, and then to go into the college there recently in marina to talk to fourth year students and you can see the energy they have they're nearly ready to go out and teach and they just i suppose chat to them learn from them but also see the energy that they have gone out into their respective counties or communities it's all really you know positive things like and i like being involved in things that are positive and that can make a difference and can be meaningful to other people then as well and sharing your experiences and learning from other people but i'm always one for trying new things like um yoga was one one thing um you know would have done a small bit of um you know muay thai last 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 year before the championship started small bits of jiu-jitsu um, small bits of boxing cycling would have played a lot of tennis back in the day like i love trying new things new sports um you know it's just, I suppose, you just need that, I suppose, to keep yourself active and love traveling. Like, for example, you know, early on in the season, if we have a break, try and nip away to a, to a different city to see the culture with that city, the history in that city. Got a couple of nice coffee shops, a couple of nice restaurants, a couple of nice sites. And you come back with a great buzz and great perspective then after that, which allows you then to go again and train really hard, if you get me. No, I, I mean, I totally get you. Yeah. And it's like recognizing those like peaks and troughs in terms of a season and times where you have to give all maybe energy or as much energy and time as you can. But it also sounds like you then have an awareness there, Kieran, of there's times where the person needs to be recharged and fed mm-hmm. energy wise um, and not just, you know, our sport and our time can be an energy drain or like giving to it, like giving our energy to something, giving our time. But it sounds like as the years have gone on, you've developed that awareness of finding those like kind of down patches or those times or spells where you can kind of top yourself up as a person and who you are. And I'm kind of curious as you say that, like that sense of like we can call it sport life balance or we can call it, you know, balancing like personal and like I suppose your personal identity or athletic identity. But was that something you always had out of interest, like, or like in terms of breaking through at a younger age when you did, like at that time of life, was sport kind of more all consuming? Is this something that's presented itself if you've matured? Just kind of curious at a top level is kind of where that sense of perspective and maybe awareness came from. Yeah, I'm forever trying to learn that how to get sport life balance. I think everyone is kind of still, is always kind of learning to, to get that. And I suppose... <laughs> Whenever I do get that sweet spot, I'll let you know. But um, as I was younger, I suppose I was so driven and determined that everything was surrounded around football and just everything was football hurling, football hurling, football hurling. That's all 
my life was consumed by and before big games it would have been like you know hibernated in the house per se like and just would have just stayed at home as, as much as possible and literally just watching films and stuff like that but then I suppose as I got a little bit little bit older um you know I would have got big into sea swimming and stuff like that and you know meeting people for coffee and stuff like that and going on hikes and stuff um because you do need to get outside the house it's really really important like you know and you learn so much at the start you know people saying for example best of luck to you and stuff like that it would tire you and you'd feel pressure from that whereas as you get a little bit older you just have to take it and flip it and take it as a positive and get talked to that person about how they're getting on and stuff like that so you learn as, as you get older but um i suppose the problem with going so hard in terms of sport and life sometimes is you're eventually going to hit a wall and i think everyone hits walls at certain stages and i've definitely hit walls lots of times over the years and people will hit walls but you need to ha be aware of that um, you need to have a good support team around you that will support you through those times. Um, and when you do hit those walls, it gives you perspective and allows you to think then, okay, I was going too hard at that time. Like I was working too hard. I was training too hard. I was too obsessed at that time. I need to take a step back here. I need to go down. And, and at those stages, like, you know, I, I'd go and I might drive down to my granny and stay on my granny for a day or two. And just talk to her, like, and try and stay off the phone. Or I might go down to my auntie down in the clad in Galway, go down and spend some time with her. And you need these people around you, like, or, or or friends nearby. You might just even go for a walk or chat with them. And even those things would have, you know, they just reset you and reboot you. And you need you need that, like, because you know you can't always get balanced. Like, you know, there are times that you know, you know, you you, you just fall off fall off a cliff. So having a support team around you being aware of it recognizing it um and then taking a couple of breaths and then going again is massively important yeah i think like as i'm I listening to you there like that sense of like awareness that you're describing like i mean ultimately like it comes from like experience really like just someone could give you a brochure when you're 20 and say hey look here's the tricks to avoid burnout or to avoid hitting the wall and you'd say you're like thanks a million but kind of most of us would still end up hitting it anyway um but I think as you, like, like when did it kind of, like, say you hit burnout for, or like, a, you hit a wall for the first time or even the second time, it could be the third, fourth or fifth time, like, when does it start to change for kind of in your own thinking and your own sense of self of, like, I can do, like, I can do a better job at this or now that I'm aware of it and I can see it and recognize it, like, when does that kind of start in your journey in terms of, like, trying to be more strategic about it and trying to be more... um I suppose strategic is the right word. Just like, and again, you can't always avoid it, by the way, when you're in these high performance worlds, there's times where just energy needs to be given, like time just needs to be given. But when did that kind of switch kind of maybe change over for you a little bit, Kieran? Yeah, like it, it's something though, I think that if we, everyone needs to be a little, little bit more aware of as, as sports people are not, but Irish people and Gaelic footballers as well. And, um, you know, ladies footballers, camogie players, hurlers, any, I suppose, GA sport that's out there. You train so hard for, you know, the year and it's such a build up and it's such a target and it's like anything, it's in work or anything and there's such a target. And then when the, the target's finished, achieved or it's not achieved, um, I suppose there's that time then after that where there's that time of, I suppose, letting your hair down and stuff like that then as well. And then you can be waking up and you're just like, oh my God. And it's like, it's very challenging for everyone in those, those times, like, because you're not used to going out, you're not used to partying, you're not used to, you know, um, having these feelings after going out on a night out and stuff like that. And, um, I suppose earlier on, it would have been tougher, but then as you get a little bit older, then you just have to reach out to other people that would have went out and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, say go for a sea swim and stuff like that, because mm. we're not used to like, and it's probably, a detriment I suppose that we train so hard and then you come at the end of the year and you let your hair down your body's not used to it um, and I suppose it's being aware of that then as well and especially on 30 now as you get a little bit older you kind of need to um, put good structures in place then to kind of mm. after you have those kind of couple of weeks or whatever that you let your hair down to but then it makes you appreciate other things like say when you're gone 
you're going eating food that you probably didn't eat throughout the year and stuff like that. You kind of get that inner feeling then I don't want to kind of continue doing this and and that gets you back, gets you back on the, I suppose, the racetrack then after that. Yeah, because like, as I'm listening to you there, like I think what happens is like you kind of, you go from significant portion of the year, which is kind of high structure and a high sense of purpose. And then you said like the days after it kind of flips to the full other end of the spectrum, like low, like low structure and certainly reduced sense of purpose. But then basically you kick back in and kind of find a sweet spot in the middle. Right. And kind of like, as you said, I think like you describe stuff like going to see your granny or going to see your, like, I think it was an auntie and just kind of then, I suppose it's things that kind of widen the perspective back out again. And I suppose people who also see you as you rather than like the center forward on that team or the corner forward mm-hmm. on that team. Um, and just kind of then find that sweet spot of structure, but also where you're, I suppose, where you feel like you're able to just be yourself as well, kind of away from the athletic side, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like, I suppose, we're all creatures of habit and routine. I love routine. I love habit. Um I also love, you know, doing doing things that you let your hair down and you're with your friends and socializing, talking to people and making memories and having good experiences. Like I'm like, there's no better feeling than the adrenaline of competing in all Ireland finals and like the friends you make in these the friends you make in the process to come into these days is just incredible. Like you've bond bond for life. Um and it's it's unreal. Like but then like the adrenaline of that is so exhilarating and then you have the best memories ever. And then a week after that, you're kind of on your couch or whatever, watching TV and you're like, what, what am I doing next? Like, you know, and then I suppose there's that void initially for the next couple of months, albeit we're fortunate now with the, the club season, you're getting back in with the club. But when that's over then as well, there's kind of that small bit of void. But again, creatures of habit, you just have to reset, um, I suppose, get structures in place to really go after something new, something different. It could be a target. Like one year it might be, I want to get more powerful. I want to get stronger. I want to get faster. So then you have a target then to build, build towards over then the next couple of months. Um, so that's just the way your mind would be thinking. Like you'd go routine, structure, absolutely everything for seven, eight months, nine months. Then it all finishes and, it's a great big buzz. And then there's a small come down, then with the club, then you're finished with the club, come down again, and then boom, you have to get something then to target towards, and then you're on the belt again. Mm. And that's how it you goes. You rev it again. That's the roller coaster that it is. Um, mm. And, you know, it's exhilarating, but like Anthem, there's bumps along the way, um, and there's serious highs along the way, and mm-hmm. great relationships built. Um but, uh, you know, then you kind of have to think about then life after football then as well. Um, and that's going off, trying new things and, um, I suppose looking to get involved in other things and meet new people then as well. And luckily enough, I've started to do small elements of that now, but I still have a massive hunger and drive to play, uh, sports for another few years anyway. Yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned those highs there as well, and I, I felt like just from the season just gone by here on like after the final and stuff, it felt like there was a real surge of like you mentioned buzz there and a real surge of energy and joy around the accomplishment and achievement this year. And I suppose was that the case for you? Like, where were you at kind of mentally and kind of in terms of the final piece, the game and achieving? You said you, you talk about seven eight months target structure, work on things. What was so special about the achievement for you this year? Yeah, like for for us, you know, 2021, 2022, um, you know, um, didn't go our way. Um, we were beaten, beaten by the two two great teams, the Mayo and Kerry team. They were the better teams on the day. Um, but we still had a great belief and confidence in ourselves and the group. And we felt that, you know, we'd, we'd opportunities in both games albeit we weren't the better team. And so we felt that, you know, we had the capability to go and compete at the highest level again. Um, And there was that inner drive and hunger in the group as well. Like the previous year, we got relegated to Division 2 and, you know, a lot of supporters were so kind and I suppose supportive of us after that, but also kind of it's, you know, said, you know, thanks for everything type of a thing and, 
you know, kind of nearly saying that we probably may have not had the capability. So just, I suppose, for us as a group to go there and show that we can still do it, it was really rewarding and satisfying. And I think that was very evident in every member of the group. And then I suppose in the days that were to come then after that in Dublin then as well, like that, that's a massive thing is to see how much it means to the people around you um, all over the city. Um, you know, it gives great pride to anyone from Dublin around the world and to see the impact that they can have on people is so positive. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. Like, you know, and that's what's so unique about our sport, I suppose, uh, the slag and the crack and everything that's involved with then as well. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Like, you know, it's like if you're traveling all over the world and you get stopped and you get talking to any person from any GA club, from any county around the, around the world, you just get straight away immersed into an intense conversation about football and, it's a serious conversation, like, but it's also two people really connecting, and I suppose that's it's really special thing about the GA. Uh, no, it definitely is, and I think like, you talk about that connection. I think it's something that re- obviously really jumps out is in terms of the group that you guys have, and like how long some of you have been consistently together. And uh, you touched upon it earlier, and like as I was listening to you there, like you say supporters, you drop the division two, and it's like, oh, is this kind of like is is it the way now? Is it kind of dipping down? And then, like I think looking in from the outside too, like there was a narrative sometimes around like the last dance, and you were going all in for one more push, and people have been watching Netflix and watching that documentary or whatever but like I suppose for yourselves like did you guys feel it was or for yourself like did it feel like oh let's give this one more big push or was it kind of just more maybe getting back to what you usually do and enjoying the journey like what was kind of going on there for yourself mentally in terms of that we had success for such a significant period of time dominated to kind of a two-year lull like what was going on mentally there to try and to get back up to the top if that makes sense yeah, I think, like, you know, at the start of the year, you know, and, and it's in sport, like, you just can't really afford to look too far ahead. Like, our initial our initial thought, like, I was remember we were on Port Marnock Beach, just, it was freezing cold, we were running on the beach, and I just remember, like, that session was just getting through that session, and then after that, it's you're getting your eyes on the National League, and to get promoted to Division 1 again was a massive mm. achievement for us to get. Dublin back to Division 1 and then after that it's just momentum then after that and you know everyone everyone put their shoulders to the wheel you know we're very fortunate you know that we got ourselves back into a position to be in an All-Ireland final um, and then look we're very lucky to have a lot of uh, lads who who stepped away to come back as, as well um, so you know just I suppose everything was aligned but you know, you just don't know how each year is going to come. Like, you just don't know what's going to happen. And one thing is for sure, like, at the end of the year, when you're in a huddle with a group, like, that same group will never be there again together. Like, so you just never know what's around the corner. Like, and it's the same in any sport. Like, teams come and go as well, and you never know what's coming around the corner. Like, so you just have to appreciate in the moment and just give everything you can when you can and... You know, who knows what's what, what's going to happen next year then as well. Like, you know, so time will tell. Hmm. Um, I never, 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 got to, never got to chat to you about uh, your big win there recently in, in New York as well. <laughs> don't, be tr- don't be trying to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> how, was it, how, were, how were the celebrations with that? They were great. Um, we had, yeah, it was great. Like, it's like you, you can talk about winning and... Um, you know, standing huddles and certainly when you're in places like New York here on like you can be guaranteed that team will never be together again. So yeah, like the emotional commitment and the time commitment wouldn't have been as high, but it is special when you get those those little moments of like, you know, a group has achieved something and literally like won't ever even get the chance that group won't even get the chance to try it again because it'll be a different group, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um and Declan Laddie was noticed. Declan Laddie was coaching with you as well, was he? He was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Declan was coaching and um Emmett O'Canela and Eric Lowndes were playing with us as well so we had plenty of, of Dublin representation which was great Definitely. and it was kind of actually brings me to one of the things I was going to say to you Kieran. is like you mentioned lads had stepped away like um, so I think Paul Mannion came back and Jack McCaffrey came back and they're like, like say Emin O'Canela I just mentioned and Eric Lowndes like they were in New York this year um, had you ever had any temptation or a kind of um, 
ever thought about kind of venturing out to come back or were you always trying to like piece your year together in terms of getting those windows that we talked about um, to be able to come back in kind of fresh or with a, with a sense of being reset for the next season because I definitely picked up from there you kind of like it's important to kind of stay in each year as it comes because if you look too far ahead you can kind of you can kind of lose the run of yourself right yeah like like I'd love to at some stage I don't know when it's going to be but to have the opportunity to to go out and play in America for a summer would be unbelievable like because I, lo- I love America um, I love the entertainment point side of things in terms of how they do their sport like I've been to a few NFL games a few NBA games I've been to a few baseball games I've been to the Red Sox I've been to Yankees been to um went to a couple of my Miami Heat games when LeBron Dwayne Wade Chris Bosh were there which was unbelievable um, mm. and then went to a few um um Oakland Ra- Oakland Raiders now Las Vegas Raiders and a couple of Jets and Giants games and I just loved the sport over there um, and there's there's great fun over in America as well like I think I've been to New York I'd say I'd say eight times in the last eight years I'd say like I, lo- I love going over to New York because it's it's nearly like what is it about it I'm a real graph for Galway because a lot of my family are from there and I feel a strong connection towards to Galway and um, both my grandfathers from were from there all my aunties and uncles are, are from there I love the west of Ireland and I feel New York is a small bit like that then as well like it's like going home then as well like um and I just think the New York people the Irish Americans over in New York are just so welcoming towards other Irish people that are come over they look at look out for them you know look after them um you know and have such each individual that's over in, in New York has such a great story to tell about why they went out there, where they're from, how they're getting on. And it's just very, very fascinating. And just even when you think back historically then, you know, after the famine then, the people that would have made the journey then over to, I suppose, New York then as well and how our roots are, you know, still so very much alive there. It's it's. It's really amazing. Like it's it's like going home a little bit to New York then as well. I always link Galway, New York as kind of two places that are really, really special to me. Like um and I love going over seeing friends over there. So um and I love America in general. Like um been to a few, a few places in, in America and uh it's just a great great place to go and um, I think they always have a great great respect and growth for the Irish then as well. Mm. No, it definitely is. A, it, it's it's an amazing place, and it even makes me think about some of the stuff you talked about earlier. Of that can be like you know, like um, go back to like say the yoga stuff that you were doing, the health and well being stuff. Like we, we we both benefited greatly from sport, but ultimately, sometimes people just need a reason to come together to kind of experience that connection, and you definitely feel it big time with the GA outside of Ireland. Is that kind of just an excuse for people to kind of come together and have a bit of crack? And I suppose yes there's a game on it's a competition on but also there's a wider perspective of of life and of you know careers and of other sports around like you can be I suppose the difference of what comes to mind is like let's say you, you can play in the Bronx here Kieran, and like you, see, you could be all in think this is like it's a final it's a huge deal but like there's millions of people within a couple of miles that like don't have a clue yeah. and I suppose the difference is when you flip it back to Ireland then like say you're playing an All-Ireland final day like it's just the kind of opposite like it's a small country but m- a lot of people most people know it's it's going on so even from like this athletic identity piece like you are uh, you're like a bigger fish in a small pond really Um and like is that something you have grown more comfortable with as you got older and obviously the team has had the success you have the the profile and the the kind of um the recognition for what you have done as an individual and as a collective for sure like is that something that's you, you've grown more comfortable with in Ireland learned to kind of like embrace and to like live with because there is there's some people that it can you know it can grind you down or it can wear you down yeah like no it's a complete honor and privilege like to pay and like that's it's a responsibility like that you like you know <clears throat> when I was younger my heroes are the likes of Kieran Wheel and Alan Brogue and I dreamt of being like them and when you were at a summer camp or whatever like you just wanted to go over to them and like even just get their recognition or a high five or something like that so you like you have such a massive responsibility it's an honour and a privilege albeit it can be tough at times because some people think you're a footballer and your football 
<laughs> only like um and i suppose you're each footballer that's on my football team or club football team everyone's different in their own lane there's so much layers to every single person um it's a bit like you know being the jock that's your you're only the, the jock at school or whatever but no mm-hmm. and that there's a small element to that but for me it's you know it's a responsibility um, and you can have such a positive influence on people as a role model. And I can see that myself in school with the kids I'm coaching. Like, so from that side of things, I love it in terms of the positive positivity that it can do. Um, um, but we're fortunate enough, I suppose, in Dublin that there's so many other different sports that are there. Um, and it's such a, I suppose, thriving multicultural place for so many different people as well that you, Dublin probably not, too much people wouldn't be the same as per se down the countryside where um in rural areas where the ga is absolutely you know everything it's Mm. just it's it's so important to the to the community like it it's so so important to our community in castlehawk and our club's had its 21st 25th anniversary this year and we're over three thousand members now but uh i suppose dublin's such a big place as well there's so much going on that Mm. i suppose you don't get lost in it too much if you get me. No, I definitely do. Um, I think yeah, like you, if I could flip over to places like Cavan when things are going well, like it kind of it's like an like all consuming around the place. Or certainly, I know you're familiar with with that neck of the woods as well. Um, yeah, like and there's definitely a beauty and there's a beauty in both sides of it. You yeah, know, like like I go down, I go down to um, like uh, one of my coaches when I was younger. Uh, you know. He, he played for he played for Mullahorn like and in Cavan just talking about Cavan and like he would have talked when we were playing juveniles saying how he always used to hear Mullahorn come to the pitch the thud of the ground would would shake when Mullahorn <laughs> went to the pitch he lives in Gauna now and I I often go down to Gauna and spend time with him and you know you really see how much football means in, in the in you know mm. in the local pubs or and down the local pitch and two two club members of mine. Uh, Mick Lynch is from Knockbride and Finn Barbrady from Arva. They're playing each other this weekend in, in the junior championship final. final like yeah. and you and I and you can just see how much it means to both parishes. Like, and it's just like mm. it's just massive, like, you know what I mean? And I've always said that like Calvin, Longford, counties around the Midlands, like that, like GAA is absolutely everything there. Like, and you'll often see the majority of the volunteers in 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 clubs, say for example, my club, I suppose, because of, I don't know if the location it is towards the Calvin Road, but a lot of the great volunteers in, in, in my club will be from Calvin per se. And, and you can just see that's, you know, down to the great tradition that there is in counties like that, like, you know. Ah, uh, big time. I think I, I wanted to come to your club in a second. There's last question I wanted to ask you is in terms of, of this season, in terms of just around the identity piece here on the athletic piece was like, Obviously, over the years, you've been to the forefront and like the main man and that Dublin team that's been driving things and competing at the top level. I'd say this year was might have been one of those first years where you were in the team for a bit, you dropped out and then came back in. Now you started the final. Was there any part of that you found challenging from an individual perspective in terms of that identity identity piece in terms of role in the team and kind of ebbing over and back? Did it challenge you mentally in any way? Yeah, definitely, of course. Like, uh, I suppose it was the first time... Um, it's probably the first competitive game I I hadn't started this year in a championship, um, in in a in from a championship side of things probably since twenty fourteen maybe when I was injured like which was a long time like so emotionally that was very very challenging for an individual and you know all different types of emotions come up um, and I suppose the timing of things didn't really didn't I suppose I got injured tore my AC joint against Roscommon um, in one of the, the um, group, group phases. Um, but after that, the lads were performing well and the team was going really well. And, and um, I suppose you have to accept where you are and it takes time. Obviously, your emotions are going all over the place and it was great learning for me. Mm. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is, is the group, the team, Dublin football. And in your mind, it's you know, getting yourself, accepting what has happened and then trying to, I suppose, do what you can to help the team get over the line. And I suppose two games I was, um, I was impact for the male game, was impact for the Monaghan game then as well. And mm-hmm. then an element of you, you know, it spurs you on then as well and drives you on to 
fight really hard then and I suppose show your character and try and get back into the starting 15 then as well so um you know it's it's left me in a great place now that you know I have to show my character now and my hunger and my drive if, if I want to go mm -hmm. back and be the best player I can be next year for the team and the group but yeah great learning your emotions it's, it challenges your emotions and really interesting the psychological side of things of it um but if I was giving anyone any encouragement, it's to take time for yourself, take time to reflect, accept, but then also grow, learn from it, get feedback, and then try and go from there then. Now, I appreciate you sharing that perspective, Kieran, because the reason I ultimately asked it was like, we've talked a lot of our conversations have been around like perspective and self-awareness and kind of learning to understand and feed both person and athlete and look whether we like it or not like there's lots of athletes that are earlier on the journey and can kind of still be caught at that phase of kind of if I get selected I'm good if I don't get selected you know because we've all been at different points of that journey um and obviously in terms of this podcast series we've like had rookie intercounty players engaging in it listening to it as well so I just kind of I did want to touch upon that and I, I appreciate like your honesty and the kind of the vulnerability around that because it's like it's frustrating and then like fermenting emotionally it just pulls and drags at you and like no we're not robots you know no one can be like ah oh, yeah it was all good and i went away and i like there's there's push and pull there for sure right and look look it happens in every it happens in every mm. single club team over the country that uh these scenarios come up between management players everything like you know and it's just uh, you know and it, it impacts everyone so um you know if anyone can take any learning from uh at all it's, it's just to take time to yourself reflect um because these emotions will be in, inside you and then hmm. at the end of the day why do you play football who do you play it for and you know you have to think about the team and the positive influence you can have on the team and the group and if you can impact anyone in any way leading into the game or then but if you do get the opportunity to come on the pitch then what can you do then as well and then after that outside of that then it's it's up to you then to showcase who you are and what you are then on the training pitch and that's all you can do and be the best that you can be i appreciate that it's such a great answer and i'll definitely i know people will take from that in different ways and then what i wanted to the other thing i wanted to ask you here is you mentioned the club obviously and i know it's the 25th anniversary of castle knock and also you mentioned earlier i think the split season and i was just curious we've we've talked about these things from sport life balance and we've talked about you know um different parts of us and showing up in different ways i was interested to know if like the split season has kind of helped you maybe be more active or be more present um in the club kind of having that boundary or space i just i, I I just throw the question to you because I don't know what it's been like from like an intercounty player's experience back home. Yeah, I think I think it's been great. I think players have been, you know, really immersed back in with with their teams and and their friends at home. Like, and it's a great opportunity to do that. Uh, on the actual season in, in itself, um, from a player's point of view, I think um, you know it's amazing to have. You know, you know if you you know exit at any stage or for example if you're fortunate enough to get the All-Ireland final that you'll have at least August off for a few weeks or whatever before Anthony kicks off or you have the opportunity there um, if you did want to do any bit of travel for me for example um, as, a, as a primary school teacher or whatever but from a sporter's point of view um, the only thing I would say is I used to love the September All-Irelands because mm. it was a massive promotion of our games in the schools um, when I was in as a teacher, but uh, when I was in school as a student, and as well, I always remember before the All Ireland finals that you know you had every school was just covered with colours, and yeah, if you had a teacher, yeah, if you had a teacher from that county, it was a massive promotion for the GA within the schools, and I suppose we're I suppose from encouraging the next generation, we're missing missing that a little bit I think just in terms of mm, promoting okay. the games because you know a lot of ch children may be on their holidays for example throughout the summer and stuff like that so that's a small element of it but in terms of having that time to go back and really immerse back into the club it's been absolutely amazing like you know a great crack with the lads over the last few weeks um, and we, we went on we got to the quarterfinals of the club championship albeit we didn't put a good performance in the last day but to get back in with the lads was 
and really g- give it everything that that you you could like you know was 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 amazing like how big of a role then kind of on your like you, you said about maybe taking each year as it comes to like how big of a role does the club play in your life Kieran, in terms of that balance and in terms of that groundedness and then having like that I suppose extra layer of community and connection like and Castle Knox obviously kind of a unique enough club too and that it's, it's 25th year anniversary so it's quite a young club um, and kind of a modern club so like what's I suppose what's your experience being of it and kind of what role does the club play in your life then? Yeah, like our club's been on a massive journey. 25 years, we started off initially hitting tires in, um, beside St. Thomas the Apostle Church in a small little astro turf. We started off hitting tires there. And then we started off in another place, which had a fitting name, Tiern and Og, beside Castle Community College. That's where we started in 1998. I was part of the first crop. I was five years of age starting in that nursery. Um, we would have started off in division, I don't know, 12, 13. Um, and the club went on a journey. Um, at ladies and um, men's level f- to work our way up winning junior intermediate championships going on serious runs in Leinster and stuff like that football and hurling to ha- be up at senior in both codes now so that's pretty amazing and we've had so many I suppose you know we've our own grounds now we've our own clubhouse we've our own pitches we've our own all weather we've our own wall ball you know we've our own location now that everyone can come we had our own fun day there the last day which was great fun and our numbers just keep growing and growing and growing um but it's lovely to see you still have the great stalwarts that were there at the start you know um just even there the last day like we've uh, uh pat mckeown and ochbride Man was there on the door um with his high vis on for the fun day like and it was lashing rain you'd these are just the lads I can remember seeing Mick Fahey was another person there just there giving his time for the club Breda Griffin Mick Lynch Finbar Brady these these type of people in the club Johnny Corcoran these are just people that are always there you could name hundreds of them but they've just been there from the very start and after big matches or big club games just even meeting with these people it's a sense of comfort and support that they give you and even a smile it means so much to you and it's just that feeling around the community that when you see people like this or people in the club, it's a sense of love and care that you have with these people and a bond that you have with them, you know, that you're you're all there for Kasanok GA. It's, it's an amazing thing. So that's where I actually do the yoga as well. It's in the clubhouse as well. So we do that on Mondays and Tuesdays in the club. So actually you get a lot of people in the club who do the yoga then as well and you get to know them a little bit more then as well. So um, I suppose that's what's special special about the club is it's a sanctuary where people can all come and just meet and chat and mm. have the crack I suppose yeah it sounds like you're very like aware of the importance of like connection and community and sport is obviously a vehicle for that and you've embraced it and used other avenues to try and do that for other people Kieran. and kind of what you said there's a perfect transition to what I wanted to finish up talking to you about was just your journey with yoga and I know like that's become something that you participated in to you know starting up a business tickling that like entrepreneur side of you growing that out building a community for other people and I'd love to just kind of get a sense of of kind of that journey I suppose and then kind of and what it's become and I suppose if we wanted to start with just kind of how you stumbled across yoga how it entered your life and then kind of when did you realize this is something that was like of benefit or that could benefit you as an individual first yeah it's 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 something that I always look to do different things in the off season to, I suppose, develop my body in a different way. And I always dabbled with yoga in the off season from a recovery point of view, looking to get more flexible because you would have looked at players like, I suppose everyone knows about Ryan Giggs doing the yoga program and the longevity he had in his career. So it was something I wanted to explore and tried Bikram, tried all different types of yoga and, you know, loved it, enjoyed it. It was an hour that you felt great after you felt relaxed after you you know you could have went in with the busiest head ever stressed out of your mind and then you come out and you're relaxed so I always loved it in that sense then I started doing the health and well-being camps and an element of it was yoga so I kind of felt that I needed to go and upskill myself and I thought it was a great mm-hmm. opportunity the time and then as well and looked at this amazing place out in Ubud in Bali so I went out for four weeks with 25 random people from all over the world and from sunrise to sunset, six in the morning to six in the night, all we did was yoga, philosophy yoga, anatomy yoga, all different types of breath work. You know, it was just 
you did that six days a week for three weeks and it was an amazing experience. So I came back, started doing the classes for free and then, um, then just started it up as a little community and people are still going and it's, you know, it's just a nice, small, you know, well, it's a big thing to me, but like, it's nice to have something like that on, on the side that people are enjoying going. I'm very fortunate. I have great teachers there that people are going and they really can express themselves for that hour that they go there. They, a lot of people come to me that may have, you know, a stiffness in their back um, they might be, you know, have busy lives, you know, some people just love yoga and the flow and um, the deep release that they get from doing the yoga. Some people like the breath work. There's so many different elements of it that is suitable for people. And it's just a safe space for an hour that you can go and you feel good after. And people have gone there that have made friends then as well. So to see that and the best part of it is the kids though, because the kids, I find both of them are great parts, but like to see the kids some of the kids love the movement element of it and then some of them love the mindfulness element of it. But it's so funny when they do the mindfulness thing at the start, they're kind of half closing their eyes, looking at the person beside them and some of them are still moving. And, you know, it takes them like anything for any human, I suppose. It takes them um, time to get comfortable to do it. But once they get comfortable to do it, they they really, really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, it's great. It's, 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 you know, it's a positive thing in my life and people are enjoying it so I'm happy to continue it. And then starting to do small bits with teams then as well, where I, some teams are using it in the off season. So they might do a four or five week block in terms of yoga, you know, um, just to understand their body a little bit more, make them a little bit stronger, more mobile, more flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, but also then understanding their breath and being more mindful and making better decisions then on the pitch. So if you can tie in the movement, being more mindful, understanding how to get into flow, use your trigger, Holistically, it's gonna. It should help you to become a better athlete. And if anyone wants to find out more, Karen, about kind of if it's teams or if it's businesses or kind of companies that want to do any of that work, where can they go for that, or where's the best spot to find that? Yeah, I just have an Instagram page there, Bioli Yoga. Uh, it's called, and uh, you can see it on my own Instagram. Um, Super. And, and there's all information about all things yoga there. And if anyone ever wants to send a direct message or anything like that. My email address is on it as well. Um, we'd love to come and share uh, our thoughts on yoga. We've a couple of yeah. great people that's part of the team. So, Yeah, and then I'll, I'll finish up on kind of similar enough, but like, I, obviously, like, you know, I would do a lot of work with in the wellbeing space and I have done both with teams and with, with corporates as well. And a lot of time we're trying to encourage people like to try something new, like in terms of a uh, resilience, finding a new thing for resilience or find a new thing. You, you've mentioned flow numerous times. And like a lot of the time us, us as people, like we have an inbuilt thing that like holds us back from trying something new because what if I fail? What if I'm not good at it? Like I nearly laughed there when you said the example of the kids, like, you know, one kid looking at the other kid to see if the other kid's looking at him even though he might be looking at her or whatever um and like that lingers all the way up again there's still there's so many adults are held back from i suppose proactive or things that can positively benefit their well-being or sense of self um but just that kind of fear of trying something new and i suppose my last question i think it might be a nice way to tie it all together is just around like if anyone is thinking about trying something new be it yoga or chess or dance or whatever is there anything like any advice you would have or anything you would share to kind of encourage people not to to be afraid to try something new? Yeah, like just put it in the calendar and do it. Like just, you'll be, it's the buzz, the buzz you get from the nervousness to actually go and do it, to actually do it, enjoy it. Like you just, uh, someone gave the, someone gave the um, example of uh, recent, I think it was, it was about talking about Ask and everyone in the room, like, have anyone ever danced at a party or a wedding or anything like that? And everyone shot their hands up or whatever. But then they danced then after that and looked like the feeling of someone asking you to dance. If someone asked me to dance, I'd be oh, I'd be so anxious, I'd be so nervous, I wouldn't want to mm. dance because I can't dance in the first place. But everyone, if when everyone does it, then for example, when we did, um, we did this thing called Yoga Nidra in Bali, and it was sleeping for like 40, 50 minutes. It was a yoga sleep, and then our uh, yoga teacher then put on music then after that and we all had to go up and dance like and you're like oh my god we're all dancing here like just your own moves 
but after it, you felt great. You felt energized. You felt an element of pride that you actually did the dance. And like, so when you actually go and do these things, like how you feel after is unbelievable. Like it's just, it's well worthwhile. And, you know, it's a sense of achievement going, trying something new then as well. And to have no regrets, go try something. If you have an itch to do something, go try it and it'll definitely be worthwhile doing. No, that's perfect. I think like it makes me think as I'm a big believer in that like, you know, confidence comes from experience. So it's going and you said putting something in the calendar, putting it in the phone and being like, right, I will do that. And definitely I think what you're doing from a yoga perspective, Kieran, is a great example of that for people to find a new thing and a safe space, be it that to connect, to get some exercise, to be mindful. It's such a great example of how sometimes we overcomplicate that whole sector or that whole bubble and then sometimes you just need to make it simpler and make it simple you know and just you said turn up at six or turn up at 7 a.m or whatever um so i appreciate you sharing that and then yeah i think just other than that i just wanted to say thanks very much for taking the time to do this um i really appreciate it um the insights you've shared the perspective you've shared um it's been great to catch up it's been great to connect and kind of i suppose certainly look back but also kind of look forward and to to put all that together and I really enjoyed the conversation I hope you did too so thanks for joining us on The Player's Voice Thanks a million really appreciate it man The Player's Voice podcast is brought to you by the Gaelic Players Association in collaboration with Real Talks To listen to previous episodes with the likes of Niall Morgan Lauren McGee Mary Hulgrain or Neil McManus make sure to subscribe by searching The Player's Voice on whichever podcast platform you prefer don't forget, you can find out more about the GPA's BO360 program by visiting bo360.gaelicplayers.com. And finally, if you want to find out more about my work as a performance and well-being consultant, you can go to www.realtalks.ie. Thanks for listening.